Hello and welcome everyone to episode 12 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. Today I'll be covering a game called Wanted Dead. Wanted Dead was developed by Solel Limited and was published by 110 Industries SA. It's basically a classic hack and slash game. The developers are the same pedigree as Ninja Gaiden. So you're going to see a lot of similarities as well as a lot of differences from the Ninja Gaiden series. I think it's a misunderstood game. If you look at the Steam reviews, it's currently sitting at 318 reviews, with 55% of it being positive. And the game definitely does have flaws, but when I read through the negative reviews, uh, some of them didn't quite understand the nature of the game. The mechanics are kind of hidden, and you have to practice and play around a little bit to get to it before the combat feels really, really good. And if you want to see how smooth the combat can be, just look up some New Game Plus Japanese hard mode speedruns, and then you'll see how how fluid and how responsive the combat actually is. And I feel like the game kind of did a disservice by making it a little bit too easy in the beginning. And then just the last level is like super hard, and that's where you kind of get to learn the game. And then after that, you can tackle the hard modes and then try to practice everything you've learned. But anyways, uh, for quick transparency, I didn't put this in my review video, but I'm putting it in for the audio version. I played a game for 22.9 hours. It took me roughly 15 hours to beat the game on normal mode, and I have not beaten it on hard or Japanese hard yet. I currently have 43 out of the 55 achievements, and I received the key for review for free from Keymailer, and that, I think that should cover it. I really did enjoy the game. I definitely recognize it's very flawed. Anyways, why don't we get into the review? This is my honest review on Wanted Dead. People's reception to Wanted Dead has been mixed and for good reason. The game is pretty flawed in a lot of ways. I'm going to start by listing all the things I personally found to be irritating and frustrating and even downright weird before moving on to the things I did enjoy. But I would also like you to keep in mind that because of these flaws, they also create some sense of unintended goofy charm as you watch this review. Let's start with what I think are not necessarily deal breakers, but things people may want to know about before going into the game. I've had multiple people who drop by my stream, ask me when this game came out, and let's just say they were surprised when I told them it's a recent game and that it didn't come out a decade ago. The main reason people assumed the game was much older than it was, was the appearance of the game. The level design in Wanted Dead is pretty limited in terms of decoration and polish. The levels are pretty sparse and oftentimes are just corridors and they feel very empty and devoid of life. The graphics look muddy, with both the lighting and level of detail being a bit lower than what I'm accustomed to. The enemy design is very limited as well, with the same small sets of models, each with the same behavioral patterns and animations. The game definitely looks and feels much older than it is. Now, normally, graphics aren't the biggest deal for me as long as the game is fun, but we'll get to the quote-unquote fun part in a bit. For now, the game looks incredibly limited and the visuals feel very repetitive. 
Sadly, the graphical design of Wanted Dead isn't the only repetitive and limited aspect of the game. The sound design is very one-dimensional as well. The voice lines and sound effects are extremely repetitive. Get used to hearing the same death screen and one-liners over and over and over again. They haunt me in my dreams. In addition to the lackluster audio, the voice acting is pretty atrocious. There's clearly something going on here. I'm not a good detective, you know. I'm an enforcer. They pay me to hold my rifle steady and aim for the head. Make it easy for me. They used to pay you until Dower went bankrupt. Look, I ain't got all day. Here's what's going to happen next. My boys will get down here and start tearing your fucking carcass apart. Now make sure you're with us until they're through. You got that? I don't know why developers do this, but if you want to have an English dub in games, you need to get native English speakers. The voice acting seems to be pretty terrible, not necessarily because the voice actors themselves are inexperienced, it's just that English clearly isn't their main spoken language. When you have people who are not comfortable speaking in a language, the voice acting suffers a great deal because they do not know the subtle nuances and delivery that convey emotion in their language. When you have non-native speakers speaking a language, it creates a feeling of something unnatural that is present in all of the dialogue, an undercurrent of uncanniness if you will. A better solution would have been just to use the Japanese voice track if the game had one available to begin with, or just have the voice actors speak in their native tongue and use subtitles. The game is set in sort of a cyberpunk Taiwan, so it would have been fitting as well as kind of neat to hear the characters speaking in different languages, but being able to understand each other. I know subtitles aren't the preferred choice for everyone, but I think most people would prefer having a good voice track with subtitles over a terrible dub. Now all of this would have been excusable for me, and I'm speaking for myself here because I have a high tolerance to mediocrity if it wasn't for the terrible mixing of the audio. Now this is a deal breaker. For cutscenes, I could not hear the spoken dialogue over the background music and sound effects. The spoken dialogue always, and I do mean always, needs to be the most audible thing in the game. It felt incredibly frustrating to have the in-game spoken dialogue be audible during gameplay sections, but as soon as the cutscenes hit, no one is comprehensible. There's no excuse for this. Even the most mediocre content creators making videos on YouTube usually have a better audio mix than this game does. Imagine successfully clearing a level you're struggling with, the cutscene comes in as a reward, but you can't hear anything properly. It's so frustrating because it destroys the weight of the cutscene, and instead of feeling like you made progress, it just brings your attention to the flaws of the game. Now let's return our focus to the graphical portion of the game. Personally speaking, I'm not really a stickler for the visual quality of the game, as long as it doesn't deter you from the gameplay. It's definitely a bonus if there is some coherent and noticeable intentionality behind the consistency of the visual design, because that shows some conscious effort was made. And I know that not every developer may have the budget or the experience required to make the game look and feel incredible, so I'm usually more forgiving in this one area when I'm reviewing games, as long as the game is fun to play. So is the game quote unquote fun? 
Well, yes and no. The gameplay is actually very similar to the visual and sound design of the game. It feels very old school. The game is reminiscent of the classic hack and slash titles of yore, such as Ninja Gaiden, from which pedigree the developers of Wanted Dead come from, and that is no surprise. Everything from the empty levels, to the repetitive and bland enemies, to the one-dimensional sound effects and the uncanny cutscenes create a feeling of nostalgia. It seems to be very intentional in design, but there's one major problem. People might not get it. It doesn't matter how fun a game is if people can't discover the fun. You need to make the barrier to entry to the fun as low as possible in the very beginning of the game. I'm not saying to make the game easy. I'm saying to give a tiny glimpse of the potential at the start. The reason being, according to the numbers I've seen, most gamers quit a game within the first 30 minutes if they lose interest thanks to the modern age of short attention spans and the focus on immediate gratification. And when I say short attention span, I'm not joking here. People think a one minute TikTok is way too long. The problem isn't as much as with game design as it is more with what gamers are looking for in a game nowadays. That is why games as a service, and I absolutely hate this term and philosophy, is what could potentially ruin games in the long run, but that will be a topic for another day. Going back to the gameplay, I actually do find it very enjoyable, but also frustrating due to the learning curve and not so obvious depth and design in the mechanics. It requires an investment of time and attention that most players may not want to commit, and understandably so. I actually think that New Game Plus is the best way to play the game, but we'll get to that in a bit. Let me explain the obtuseness of the game design by outlining my journey on understanding Wanted Dead. When I first started playing, I thought you were just supposed to run around and attack everyone with the sword. The gunplay seemed very weak, and I was always running out of ammo. I didn't even bother to use the grenades at first because they seemed ineffective and never really killed anyone, especially those darn ninjas. They would just roll over them unharmed. Usually in other games, grenades killed most regular enemies on impact, but this was not the case in Wanted Dead. And thus, the start of my problems. Instead of looking at how the mechanics actually worked in Wanted Dead, I just projected how I thought the mechanics should work based on my experiences in other games. For the most part, running around and using the sword actually worked for most of the game. I was able to get by because the game was generous and the foot soldiers were very easy to dispatch by spamming sword attacks. I was soon met with a wall of frustration however, nay, it felt more like I was tossed off a never-ending cliff when I encountered the last section of the game. You are tasked with escaping the police station and thus ensues what is probably the most difficult portion of the game. You have incredibly long sections of never-ending waves of ninjas mixed with foot soldiers, and even the annoying shield guys and big chonky machine gunners. This is where, as gamers would put it, you need to get good. The problem was, I spent most of the game just running around not being good, waving my sword with the same amount of awkward grace as Mr. Bean. Probably less, if I'm speaking honestly here. This incredibly long and painful section towards the end, and there's more than one, 
is where my understanding of the game deepened a little bit by force because I would die over and over and over again if I didn't approach the situation correctly. I could not afford to take damage because of the sheer number of enemies and the limited healing. I had to use every ability and all of my arsenal at my disposal and this is where you see the design of the game open up. The game isn't a simple hack and slash. You need to actually use your guns and grenades correctly. You need to use your grenades to whittle down the health of the group of foot soldiers and then finish them off with headshots using your guns while being behind cover. To take care of those pesky ninjas, you can use a charge attack to easily dismember the brown ninjas and then use a finisher to make quick work of them. The gray and white ninjas are more difficult to deal with and you won't have enough ammo to shoot all of them and grenades simply don't work against them. So now you have to use your sword attacks and more importantly, be able to parry. Everything comes together and every mechanic and ability starts to make sense. It just took some time to get to this point because the design of the game, even on normal mode, was easy enough where you could get away with playing the game suboptimally. Unfortunately, this is not the case in the later levels. This is, in my opinion, a failing in both equal parts due to the design of the game and the patience of the person playing the game. The game's deceptive lack of difficulty in the beginning doesn't give you much opportunity, let alone the necessity of trying out different strategies until you hit the later levels. You can even get by just by mag dumping the ninjas early on because you only encounter a few of them and they're spread out. When you hit the later levels, it will seem like a sudden increase in difficulty that was very much unexpected. And it's very understandable that a player may not want to invest the time and effort into a game that may not be enjoyable for them. I understand it doesn't make sense for every game, which is a hobby and something most people do for fun, to require a massive effort before it can be enjoyable. So whether or not you the viewer will enjoy Wanted Dead boils down to two essential things. Are you willing to invest just a little bit of time and effort into learning the game? And do you find hack and slash type of games to be enjoyable? I do say a little bit of time because it doesn't take much to get a basic grasp of the mechanics. It took me roughly 15 hours to complete the game on normal difficulty. And during that time, I found certain mechanics such as parrying to be much more accessible than in other games such as Dark Souls. The window to dodge and parry felt much larger than other games and the responsiveness of the controls felt very quick. This actually makes for a very fast and fluid combat style once you throw in guard cancelling, which again, will probably only take a few minutes of practice to get a basic grasp of. It will take a bit more practice, however, to be able to use guard cancelling to seamlessly transition into other moves. The common complaint is that the controls and combat feel repetitive, sluggish, and relies too heavily on parries, and it actually does until you learn some neat hidden mechanics that aren't as obvious such as guard cancelling as I mentioned before. Let's take a look at this new game plus Japanese hard mode speedrun from YouTuber FBI Michael Skarn. This is the end boss fight and look how smooth and fluid the combat looks. This is how the combat actually feels like once you spend a bit of time getting to know the game. Another YouTuber, The Electric Playground, does go over the in-depth mechanics for those interested. I'll have both of those videos linked in the description below. The hidden depth of the combat isn't necessarily a defense of the game. 
I'm just pointing out what Wanted Dead has to offer for those sitting on the fence. Even with the death and nuance of the combat, some people may just not like this type of game, and that's completely fair. Video games are just like food. You have to eat what you find tasty. It doesn't matter how much other people rave about a dish if it tastes like crap to you. And that's what I hope to accomplish here. Not telling you why I think a game is good or bad, but hopefully being transparent enough about the game to help you decide whether you will like it or not, because that is the most important thing a review can do. No one cares about what I think and no one should. Moving on, I really do think there is a lot of intentionality behind almost every facet of the game, even those that seem lackluster. For example, going back to the blandness and repetitive and seemingly simple design of the enemies and levels, this does two things. Number one, it creates a sense of nostalgia, and number two, it helps to keep the focus on the combat. If you take a look at Ninja Gaiden, the level design feels pretty similar. You see a lot of intentionally empty levels and simple geometry, but you do see detail in some unexpected areas, such as the blood physics on the sword and the characters. It's a nice little touch that isn't too flashy and it might even go unnoticed. Now, some people may say this could be a coincidence and that I'm reading too much into something that isn't really there and that could totally be the case, but I also point out some other things that felt too intentional in the design to be a coincidence. Keeping the theme of simplicity in order to focus on the combat, we see Wanted Dead does not have a lot of collectibles in the levels themselves. If there are collectibles in the levels, they are surrounded by a bright and shining beacon of purple light that is almost unmissable. Combine this with the fact that most levels are very linear and have almost no diverging paths, it helps to keep the focus of the player on the combat at hand. While I do like collectibles, I also dislike them because they are very distracting and shift the focus from the task at hand to feeling an incredible sense of anxiety from having missed a potential collectible and having to replay the whole game to get all of them. I'm looking at you, Alan Wake. Those darn thermoses were a pain to collect since I didn't remember which ones I already had collected, so I had to essentially replay the whole game and use a map to double check each and every location. That is not fun, that is a disease, and it's my fault. I have the crushing compulsion to 100% every game I play. Returning to Wanted Dead, the lack of collectibles in levels keep the focus on the game, and since they were obvious and hard to miss thanks to the linear level design, it felt like a nice little bonus as opposed to something more soul crushing. The game does have more collectibles, just not in the levels themselves. You can play two crane games to collect figurines and soundtracks, which are then displayed in your office. The game even makes sure you cannot miss the opportunity to play all the mini-games and obtain most of the collectibles by making them directly accessible from the main menu. This is quite a quality of life feature. This feels quite intentional because I have seen very few games do this. It lets you focus on playing the game because you can at any time return to the main menu and play whatever minigame your heart desires. The minigames are quite decent as well if you're into that kind of thing. As a quick aside, even most of the combat related achievements can be grinded using the training mode, which is also accessible from the main menu. For achievement hunters out there, most of the achievements are very simple to obtain, although a few are a bit grindy. 
there's an intentional convenience to everything surrounding the main gameplay that I can really appreciate. Even the New Game Plus mode feels very intentional. The true tutorial of the game, in my opinion, is the entire first playthrough of the game. You don't really reach an understanding of the mechanics until you've beaten the game at least once because the final section is the most difficult and most challenging section and this is where you will learn the most. After that, you'll be ready to tackle the hard mode which is definitely much more challenging. The game also has some mechanics that feel very weird and tongue-in-cheek but also intentional. For example, you have non-player companions on your squad that will go with you in most of the levels. They never die and can actually fight the enemies. Now their damage is absurdly low and infrequent, but you can in fact have your teammates help you kill the enemies if you just avoid taking damage for a very long time. This feels like a very tongue-in-cheek way to implement an easy mode where people having difficulty can simply struggle to stay alive and have their teammates slowly and painstakingly whittle away at the enemies as a punishment for your lack of skill. It also opens up different ways to approach some combat situations because your companions can actually pull aggression even with the ninjas and this will make pulling off charge attacks and combos much easier for those struggling with the game. Moving on from the combat of the game, there is also some intentional weirdness in the cutscenes of the game that I can't quite figure out the purpose for. Uh, the cutscenes feel incredibly awkward, not just due to the voice acting, but the framing of it and the content of the cutscenes as well as the pacing are all off. Let me show you the epitome of the strangest of the story with this one cutscene near the end of the game. It has minor spoilers, so skip ahead by a minute if you want to avoid any spoilers. After a boss fight, you kick the boss off a building. It would be natural to presume he died here, but he shows up in the next cutscene just perfectly fine. What happened? We don't know because nothing makes sense. It's the same for almost every cutscene. It's kind of a shame the story and presentation lacks coherence because you can see the potential and style it's going for. The game seamlessly blends in-game animations with full 2D anime. So the budget clearly wasn't lacking, but man, I have no idea what they were going for. Maybe the narrative is kind of a meta statement on the game. Maybe the developer wanted to create this discombobulated narrative delivery to make the player feel like they are potentially misunderstanding something. I'm probably reaching here, but I do feel that sums up Wanted Dead very well. It's a very misunderstood game. The question is though, even if you did understand it, is it a quote-unquote good game? Well, that boils down to you, friend. Even if the player fully understood the game, they may still find it not fun. I personally loved it, but I also recognize it's incredibly flawed in many ways. Anyways, that'll be it. I hope this review helped you decide if the game was for you or not. If you like this type of review and have a particular game you'd like for me to cover, please feel free to let me know in the comments below. Thank you very much for watching, and as always, hope you guys are staying safe and sane out there. And I'll catch you guys next time.